When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello Canucks fans and welcome to Game Over Vancouver on a night where the Vancouver Canucks win their third straight game sweeping the states of New York and New Jersey. I actually thought New Jersey is part of New York, but they sweep the northeastern states of the uh, how's that by winning by a score of 5 to 2. Bo Horvat not a factor. All of our defensemen big factor. Lot of line big factor. So much to talk about and with this win at the halfway point of the season the Canucks are now 27 wins in their first 41 games. They're 27, 11, and 3. And the last time the Canucks had 27 wins halfway through a season, 2010, 2011. And we know that's the year they went to win to game seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. So much to break down. I have an awesome guest that I've been looking forward to collaborating with. Uh, he is going to help me break this down as well. But before I bring him on the screen... A reminder to all of you. Well, firstly, my name is Clay Emo. I'm Canuck Clay here on YouTube and on X. I have my own channel. You're welcome to follow me there. But more importantly, follow SDPN. Hit the subscribe button if you're not subscribed already. We're at 99,600 subscribers. So we're within 400 of hitting 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is awesome. We do these shows for every single Canadian team, every single Canadian market, every single post-game show. So uh, hit the subscribe button and hit the notification button so you you get notified of when we go live. Also, you can press the like button as well. Hit the like buttons and, and show your appreciation, not for me, but for the work that people at SDPN do. Like the fact that the Canucks won, like the fact that they're stretching their lead atop the Pacific Division. Now, as always, this is what we're going to do. The first segment, we're going to break down the game. The second segment, we're going to talk more of a big picture conversation about where Vancouver is right now. And then the third segment, I'll go to you for all of your questions and send uh, send your questions to our guests. So you're welcome to get active in the chat section, uh, kind of um, engage with each other there. I will pop in there once in a blue moon, but mostly, mostly I will uh, I'll save all your questions for the last segment of the show. So let's get to our guest. He is an up and coming youtuber a shining star in the canucks youtube space i've had a chance to meet him a couple times um, I, I figure if we lived in the same town we'd be best friends i really i really believe that but uh, i want you to support him and I, I thought it'd be a great way to bring him on talk a bit more about him, uh, a bit of himself but more importantly his love for this team and what he thinks about our chances this season so please welcome my good friend who i've met only once rev trev kempner canucks hello trev how are you Hey Clay, uh, thanks for having me here. And let's go, we won tonight again. This is so exciting. What a time to be a Vancouver Canucks fan. I am stoked. I don't know if you know that, but I'm pretty passionate about this team. No, I, I can tell. And I, we, we want it. We want more passionate, good-looking Canucks fans around here. Always have room for that. Before we get into this game, Trev, um, tell everyone a little uh, quickly a bit about you and definitely spend a few minutes or a couple minutes talking about your channel, what you do on your YouTube channel. 
Yeah, so um, I love making YouTube content. Well, actually, Canuck content is actually what I like making uh, that is passionate, realistic, and honest. And uh, there's times where I make content and you might not agree with me, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I'm totally fine that people disagree, but you have to have reasons why. You can't just say, you know, the Canucks suck or this guy's terrible. You got to have reasons why. I love to have dialogue. I love live streaming. I love the conversation. I love uh, when someone posts on one of my videos, I post back. And uh, I just I just love the conversation of talking about our Canucks. So um, am I supposed to plug myself right now? Is that what you said? Oh, you might as well. You already started. So okay. keep going. No. <laughs> so yeah. So um, listen, you can get me on Kempner Canucks. That's my last name. Kempner Canucks. It rhymes. Kempner Canucks. And I'm Rev Trev because it rhymes. And uh, yeah, that's where you can you can find me on on uh, X, on Facebook, on Instagram and on YouTube. So. Awesome. So Kempner Canucks, find them everywhere, but especially here on YouTube. Now, more than a video a day, live streams, reactions. Um, Trev's got it covered. And and I hinted, Trev, that we're not in the same city. Otherwise, we would be best friends, always hanging out, you know, two good looking guys. I'm in Vancouver. If you care to share, you don't have to give your address, but whereabouts do you live? Yeah, could you imagine? Here's my pin location. <laughs> um I live in Nanaimo on beautiful Vancouver Island. I love it here. It's, I love this city. I love this island. And I love being close to the mainland so I can go to a Canucks game every once in a while. So Love it. Love it. And you, I know you got to the game earlier this year. Are you going to one more? Do you have one at least one more plan? I don't plan? have any planned yet. Okay. Um, I'm waiting for my friend Clay to give me free tickets. I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I, I was trying to get tickets for January 22nd with the Chicago Blackhawks. Glad I didn't get those those because that's pretty disappointing feel really bad for connor and his broken or his fractured jaw mm. um but i'm not sure what game i'm gonna get to next i was so pumped to go to the uh tampa bay lightning game what a game all mm. the stars all the future hall of famers it was absolutely fantastic awesome well i don't know how many hall of famers were future hall of famers were in this game at least on the other side but Coming into this game, Trev, without knowing now that, that what we know, that the Canucks won 5-2, to two, we knew that DeSmith was going to start. We knew that, uh, a bit of a surprise to me, that they inserted Juleson for Cole. Cole's not injured even, but rather just a chance to to rotate seven healthy defensemen. What were your thoughts coming in this game, coming off a of back-to-back and a very emotional win over the Rangers last night? What were your expectations? Yeah, no, you know what's funny is... Because I produce realistic content, I'm not always picking that our team wins. Mm. And that's the challenge that I have been facing with, you know, just, just with sports in general. And maybe this is why people like, if you're looking for a biased take, I'm not your guy. Yeah, I'm your, I'm your guy. Go, yeah, I'm well, your guy. Well, I mean, <laughs> you don't think we're going to win 82 games in a row, right? Like, you know, we're going to lose. And so I do monthly predictions, right? And so... The last few months, I've been very optimistic, and sometimes the Canucks have exceeded my expectations. But in this game, in fact, I thought we were going to beat the New Jersey Devils, and then we were going to lose to the Rangers, and then I said we were going to—I was going to blow everyone's minds that the the Islanders were going to somehow find a way to scrap and and beat us too, and that we were going to have an overtime loss against Pittsburgh. Right. You know right. what? I love it when I'm wrong and the Canucks prove me wrong because I don't know what I even how to predict anymore. These guys are so good. They are so good, Clay. And they're so fun to watch. They I are. mean, they are totally blowing our minds 
for example, tonight, three goals by defensemen. Are yep. you kidding me? When's the last time that <laughs> happened? 19s never? <laughs> well, I'll give you your props, Trev, because I do watch your videos. I watch your prediction videos. And so far for the month of October, November, December, you've really only been off by one or two points, not five points, six points in 14, 15 games a, a month. And you're, you're nailing the predictions by one or two in all seriousness. I, I always predict four two Canucks. So technically I have predicted 41 wins because I, I got to get my score prediction, right? So I was almost there tonight. So you mentioned the three goals, um, which starts off with Philip Hronick, basically, um, Am I a bad person, Trev, when I like it when we injure one of the other players and then we score while that player is writhing on the ice? Is that bad of me? I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's bad. I just think that's it's kind of a weird way to celebrate. Okay, so Casey Sezikis, uh bravely tries to block one of Hronik's shots, takes it off the ankle. He is down on the ice. The Canucks move the puck around. It gets back to Hronik. Uh, Hronik puts it back uh, past Sorokin for an early lead. What would you think of that play? You know what? I just love that Toronto didn't give up yeah. and he scores so rarely. Like he's on pace to score the least amount of goals of his NHL career. And it's just nice to see him snipe one and get on the board and, and contribute offensively. We know that Quinn Hughes is the dynamic wonder on that line. I'm not comparing. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm okay with him not scoring as much, but boy, was it nice to see some hard work pay off. Yes, it was. Yeah. I had a great point about the resiliency and the persistence uh, on, on that play. And, and I shouldn't make fun. I hope Sezikis is okay. I know he tried to come back in the second yeah. and then had to, had to stop. So we'll, we'll get an update on, on him. I'm sure in the next couple of days, then you mentioned Hughes and Hughes, uh, Heronik's partner. This was an interesting play because Petey puts, keeps it in at the line. I think they even mentioned some Islanders may have st stopped. I even saw one guy put up his hand as if he's saying, hey, that's offside. But they keep it in. They get a good shot attempt, uh, Besser. And then Hughes just kind of comes out of the corner and literally goes in the middle of all five Islanders defenders and puts it past Sorokin. What did you think of that goal? Well, you know what's hilarious about that goal is like we've been seeing that a lot now. Yeah. Apparently, this is what he does. <laughs> Not only does he work his magic with his edge work and his stick handling and keeping plays alive, but his shot has just turned into something that we didn't really expect. We were hoping when he first started that he would do this. When he scored that goal, friends were texting me, are you kidding me? <laughs> he just destroyed the whole team. And, and it's, it's a lot of fun to watch him just um, – excel at the super high level and it's not slowing down yes yes i just love the shot i love the effort i love everything about it because what he doesn't do is he like he, he'll skate around and then he comes back up and, and he keeps the play alive or he keeps skating around the side and then snipes it from the um, from the left to the right and it's like wow like it's just i think we should just stop and just think like just be thankful that we have a player like that on our roster. I did a top 10 Canucks of all time video series, and one was defenseman. I put Quinn Hughes as the number one. Clay, you will be shocked how many people gave me grief because I put a current player as the number one. And I said, after after this, uh, his contract's done, he's going to be the number one. He's on pace to break all the records. And then now you watch him this year and you're like, is there is no argument. Right. There is no argument. Like, our Alex Edler is our other guy. Like, why? Because he has more games played as a Vancouver Canuck? Who cares? This guy is 
the like a phenom. Yeah. I think he's the best player on our team. Mm-hmm. He's the most talented. He's he's incredible. If you're going to games, you you have a treat every night by watching this guy play. Yeah, and we use that saying worth the price of admission alone, but he really is, oh. isn't he? It's it's uh it's a it's a joy to see. Speaking of a joy to see, how about Pedersen and Miller playing uh, give and go or keep away or I'll pass to you back or scratch my back, whatever they what you want to call it, in tight, basically passing it through the crease in front of Sorokin for that third uh, Vancouver Canucks goal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, another thing of beauty, this line is rolling. How many goals they have? Nine in the last three games or yeah. four games? Like the lotto line back together, like we knew they were going to be good, right? But when that tic-tac-toe passing happened, and, and I actually said to my wife, honey, you got to watch this. <laughs> she She's not a huge sport. Like, she loves live sporting events. Right. She doesn't like watching on TV very much. And I'm like, I made her watch it. <laughs> I'm like, you've got to watch this. This is insane. How did he do this? How did he? <laughs> the, their skill level is very elite. Yeah. And um and and they're they're all star skill level. In fact, if you haven't voted yet, go vote. We are so close <laughs> to getting every single Canuck on the roster. It's awesome. So definitely vote in Pedersen and Hughes and um Brock Besser. Yeah, no, it's uh it's it speaks to not only their skill level, Trev, but their confidence as well to to go back and forth um twice. Yeah, PD to, to Miller back to PD, all in the span of five feet two seconds to, to score that goal. Okay, well, we're, we're not going to get shutouts all the time, so then the Islanders get one back on the power play. Yeah, I, I watched this a couple of times, Trev, and it was weird. The shape of our power play was kind of weird. I think it was, was it Zadorov who who yeah. tried? Yeah, so yeah, he the first time he backed off and he basically gave Palmieri the shot and Palmieri didn't take it. They reset and then he he rushes Palmieri and Palmieri makes a very skilled move, Brock Nelson, and then, and then of course, DeSmith didn't have a chance. Uh no biggie, a power play goal, you're not you're not going to win them all kind of thing? No, and I did notice that too, where Zadorov moved back and shut it down. Yep. But it's like, it was, I was looking at him going, they're going to try it again. Right. They're going to try it again. And then all of a sudden he he backed in and, and did the pass across. And I'm like, that was really disappointing because I'm like, <laughs> he knew it was coming. <laughs> and I thought the Smith was going to get the shutout. So I was a little ticked off because I just picked him up today. And posted him in my in my in my league because I had uh, Logan Thompson as my other goalie mm. and he's out for tonight and I'm like I'm I'm starting to Smith because I, I the Canucks are on two on fire right now. Yeah. Even though I predicted they were going to lose tonight, I was like, no, I, I think I'm going to be wrong. I picked him up and just but let's give the Islanders some credit, right? Yeah. Like that was beautiful. Yep. And I think uh, I've said this many times on my channel, Trev. I, it's one thing in all seriousness, to expect the Canucks to win every game or how come they can't dominate every period like that. There's another team of professionals out there too that are trying very hard to win. And yeah, okay, the Islanders, they didn't give up. I, I think their fans were getting a little restless, but it's not like they gave up. That just speaks more to how well the Canucks are playing, I think, I think for okay. sure. So Canucks get their three-goal lead back. And this Bluger uh, and Garland um, get the puck out of the zone. And when have you heard this? I find a streaking Tyler Myers down the right side and he rips a 93-mile-an-hour shot past Sorokin. What were you thinking when you saw I actually was washing dishes at the time, and I, I just heard my, my son Sean screaming. like He couldn't believe it. And this was five minutes after he was lambasting Myers for that giveaway that he did earlier in the period. Yes. What did you think about this? Well, you know what? It actually reminded me of earlier on the season when he did the exact same thing. Was it against San Jose? 
Yeah, Anyways, he blasted one. I'm like thinking when I saw him do it against San Jose, I was like, how come he doesn't do this more often? <laughs> and like even tonight when he did that, you're like, dude, shoot the puck more. But then normally when he shoots a puck, it's this wrist shot or this shot that's not very hard or it, it just feels like it's different. But tonight in 93, are you kidding? That's awesome. <laughs> so I was super excited to see him do it again. Yeah. And I thought I was really impressed. I'm like, you know what? I was pumped for, again, kind of like the heroic feel, but different. Um, he gets so much hate, and yeah. he's been so much better this season. And I just like seeing him get rewarded. I, 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 I was, like, super happy for him, not just for us as the Canucks, but for yeah. him personally that he got that goal. And it was a nice one. It wasn't some ricochet after 14 people. It went in. It, it was a laser, and good for him. Oh, good yeah. For him. And uh, we'll take everyone – uh, take them a peek behind the curtain. So Trev and I met at the second intermission to go make sure that our mic and our lights were working and everything was working, Zoom connection. Um, so Trev, I'm not sure if you heard this, but Dan Murphy actually interviewed Tyler Myers and he he told him that his mile, his shot was 93 miles an hour and Tyler Myers just said, cool. Like he was actually awestruck that he could shoot it that hard, at least on net. <laughs> I was like... Wow. Yeah. Imagine being surprised at your own talent. That's that's true. That's I true. I guess that's what happens to you and I every night. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like people watch this. This is awesome. Yeah. How, how, how can you measure this? Exactly. So <laughs> we go in third period. It's 4-1. Then I think I'm going to get my prediction right. My my season-long prediction of 4-2. Brock Nelson gets his second of the night. I don't know. To me, I saw it, it not like the Canucks played poor defense or or they gave up on the play, but it was almost like a, a bit of a lazy play by Besser to get his stick in the in the lane. I, I guess he, he might say he was trying to block it, but I know dismiss reaction kind of you, you either get in front of it or you or you don't touch the puck. And that actually changed course on DeSmith and went past him. And Nelson gets his second of the game. Yeah, I, again, disappointed because I don't want them scoring on us. But uh, I felt like that one was kind of a weird shot. It was just like, it wasn't, I just kind of, he just threw it on and, and he was shooting for that side. So I'm not saying he fluked out. Yeah. But I was surprised that that one went in. It looked awkward to me more than really talented. Sure. But obviously it counts. And congratulations to the Islanders for scoring another goal. <laughs> But just no way you're going to beat us tonight. We yeah. just look like the better team. Right? I agree. I agree. And Joshua, nice nice mitts there on that empty netter. Um, yeah. Making that one extra move to go back inside, I guess, to, to create a, a clearer shooting lane. And I know, I've watched your videos, I know how much you love this Joshua Bluger Garland line. I do love the line, but you know what? Full disclosure, honest take, I haven't been the biggest Dakota Joshua fan. Oh. And... He's winning me over. Mm. The way he's playing now is what I was hoping he would become. But I felt like he was too invisible for too many games in the past. He didn't really make a difference. It's so, so fun watching him make a difference now. Not only scoring, but definitely hitting, play, being tough to play against. So I, I've been really enjoying watching that line. And I'm honestly in shock that that line is clicking because I thought it was going to be Suter, not Bluger. But when Suter went down, so that line just what, yeah. what I love about that line, it's a playoff line. Right. They, right. I, I don't care what's happened in the regular season. That line's going to play well in the playoffs for us. So I'm pumped about that. Yeah, and Garland, uh, yeah, the good point. I mean, Garland was very noticeable, especially in the first period. I know they sort of graphically had three shots on goal in his first 
four minutes uh, of ice time. So Trev, before we move on to some bigger picture stuff, is there anything else about the game that we didn't touch on? I know we only went through the goals, otherwise we'd be here all night, but uh, anything else you want to say about the game, good, bad, or ugly? Yeah, so surprisingly, did you hear Horvat's name much tonight? No, I did not. And, and isn't that surprising? So I had a I had a friend of mine message me today. Again, I, you know, I don't know if your phone blows up during game day, but mine does. Uh, and, you, uh, you have a lot of friends, apparently. You're very popular. Oh, hey, man. I, everyone's my friend. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I met a new guy on the street. He's my friend. No. Um, he, he said, tonight's the night where Miller proves again that they they made the right move. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? It still It still matters. But, man, Horvat just did nothing. And I saw, uh, who was it? There was someone on Twitter who said, where were we going to replace the Bo Horvat goals? Right. And they and they posted, like, like some of our secondary scoring guys in there. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of a farge fetch. But, like, man, letting Horvat go, we have not missed. And I liked Horvat and I loved his grit. I'm just, that was something I was really surprised about tonight. Yep, I agree. I, I agree on both points. The fact that we barely heard his name. And uh, management, they've shown they're not afraid to make tough decisions. That's why I think uh, uh, can I, uh, we'll get worry about it when we get there. But in the offseason, there's no way that we're going to sign all eight of our UFAs or whatever. And we're going to have to say bye to, to guys that we like. But we can worry about that in May, June, July. Okay, let's move past this game now. Thank you, Trev, for that good analysis. Let's step back now and kind of look at the bigger picture. And Right now, the bigger picture is the Canucks are, are battling with Winnipeg for first overall in the West and first overall in the league. They're expanding their lead, especially with LA losing tonight. So in the Pacific Division, uh, and I know you and I, we were kind of batting around when we were prepping for the show. Um, the trade deadline is is looms large on March the 8th. And who would have thought the Canucks would be buyers as opposed to sellers? Right. And and I don't think, I, I think you and I agree that Rutherford's not going to, uh, Alvin's not going to go crazy. They, they've seen... They're too patient. They're too smart to do something that's going to harm the team for the next three to five years just to chase the cup. But you you were talking about two or three guys that you think the Canucks should at least listen on. Enlighten us. Well, I don't know. Okay, so yes and no. I, I don't know if we should listen on. There's three guys' names that are floating around. Okay. And so we'll, we'll start with um, uh, Vat. Who the guy from Anaheim? I keep forgetting. Vitran- Frank Vitrano. Vitrano. That's yeah. right. That's the guy. If we're gonna make a move, that's the guy I want to get. Right. This guy's can provide secondary scoring. Um, I'm really happy with his play. Even though uh, with that trade today that Anaheim made, that was insane. They are gonna be stacked. If they those kids develop, they are gonna be a team to look out for. Mm-hmm. But I love. Uh, I love that that player, and he's available. I just don't know how much he's going to cost. The other ones are Greenaway from the Buffalo Sabres. There's rumors that Kuzmenko is going uh, to Buffalo for, and I think uh, it was Drance's article on The Athletic that kind of started stirring that up. And then also... Um, uh, I don't know how I feel about that one. I I, I feel like Greenaway. I, he's big. He's he reminds me of Dakota, but not the good Dakota. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, reminds me of the guy I was frustrated with. And then the third one is oh, oh uh, man, I'm, G- I'm Gensel, Gensel, Gensel. 
Oh, Gritzel from Pittsburgh. That's right. right. Which that one intrigues me a lot because again, playoff guy um, works extremely hard, has skill, isn't just good because he plays with Sidney Crosby, mm. but he 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 would provide a lot to our team. So those are the three names. Funny that I forgot uh, two of the names. <laughs> I'm the one who said, hey, let's do this. Um, <laughs> um, so if you think about those three guys, what do you think about, like, which ones intrigue you a lot? Yeah, Vetrano is interesting because he's only 29. I'm looking, he's got a 3.65 cap hit for this season and next season. And I know his, yep. his name came up on Sportsnet yesterday in the Canucks Rangers game. I I have no clue. I don't have the stats in front. Do you know, is he having a really good season right now? Is he yes, he is. He is. Yeah. And and he's scoring goals. Um, right. In fact, he got selected as the player to go to the All-Star game, I believe, ah, for, his, okay. for his roster. So, like, that's how good he's he's playing. Okay. So, that, that sounds good. Uh, obviously, Anaheim is, while they are in our division, they are not a contender this year. And... Um, yeah, I'm just pulling up his stats right now. That's interesting. Vitrano. And what position does he play? He's a He's a right winger, I believe. He's a right winger. Oh yeah, 28 and 39. That's pretty good. That's that's totally. point Yeah, that's 0.67 or whatever points per game. Hmm, interesting. So his career high is 41 points a game, so that's exactly half a point a game. And yeah, yeah this year he's got 28 and 39. Okay. Fine. Sign me up. No, I I mean, no seriousness. Yeah, well, okay, but Clay, if you think about it, this is the probably the part I have the hardest time on yep. is how much is the cost? Right. Like we're not going to get um, like, I don't know if we're going to get rental prices. You know sure. what I mean? Like, for example, a lot of people are saying we need Lynn home from Calgary. Well, what's that going to cost us? Right. And right. as much as I think he would be a great second line center for us, not only do I not want to give up the draft capital for him, yep. but I don't want to like, I, we're not going to resign him. Mm, mm. and so like we can't afford the reason why calgary's not keeping him is they can't afford him right uh or or he's how he doesn't want to stay either one i mean it might be a combination of both right so that's the problem with these deals as i don't know like if they're asking for a first rounder in in return i'm like i'm out yeah i'm out because look at what our first rounders turn into right? yeah Yep. We should not be trading a first line I agree. unless you get JT Miller in return. Like that's <laughs> what you should be doing. And that's the only time I want to do that. Right. That, oh, that's such a good point about Lindholm. Cause a, I heard he wants 9 million next year, which is crazy. Then you're yeah. Look at our, our three most recent first and second round picks, all studs at the world juniors, Lecker, Mackey, totally. Willander and, and DPD. So I, I I'm with you. I don't want to give up. So we know that you have to give up quality to get quality and but do you want to mortgage that much for a guy who might not even resign here so i'm with you greenway's interesting because he is um whereas vetrano makes 3.65 for this year next year greenway only only makes 3 million for this yeah. year next year so he's a little bit cheaper you're right he's more of a bottom six guy as a top six guy and uh would would you, you do need guys who play who can play heavy though in the playoffs for sure um that's interesting. I remember when we played for Minnesota. I haven't tracked him since he he's gone to Buffalo. How's he been? I see 10, 10 and twenty nine. That's fine. That's that's fourth line. You know, fourth, yeah. Fourth line and that's the production. and that's probably the problem, right? Yeah. Is Greenway? This is the production that you know. Even okay, let's if you look at his playoff production, he's in five four five games, four games, seven games, six games. The most goals he scored in the playoffs is one. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
So you're looking for the grit more than the production on the offense. And even in his career, you're looking at 32 goal, uh, 32 points is the highest. Now, it was only in 56 games in 2021. That's pretty impressive. Right. But with Buffalo, it's like he got four goals in 17 games. Uh, and then and then this year, he's in 28, he's got 10 points, right? Yeah. So it, it's just not good enough, in my opinion. Now, I think uh, in that trade rumor that's interesting is that it's the draft picks coming our way. Mm. Maybe that's the thing that, you know, you got Greenway who can play some rough and tough playoff hockey. He's been there before, but it's like, what do we get in return? And we get the, if we traded Kuzmenko, which I do not want to trade Kuz. I, I think we're, it's too early. I know Talkit for some reason doesn't like him, but <laughs> 5.5 million off of the cap that might come in handy. Yep. But I, I want to keep Coos personally. I'm having a hard time with these ones that involve Coos or our first round pick. So what's interesting is that brings us to Jake Gensel, who makes his money is closest to Kuzmenko. Gensel is $6 million, yeah. but expires at the end of the season. So $6 million, proven playoff uh, performer, as you mentioned, especially when he broke in the league. He had those two back-to-back -back magical playoff runs with the Penguins, and then he's doing great this year. Wow. So he, he would look really good. He would look really good on our second line, um, especially if you split up the lot of line down the road and, and then, wow, then now you have yeah, a bonafide top six for sure. How, how hard do you want them to pursue this? Or is this more of a, I've heard this, so I guess we should talk about it kind of thing. Well, I, I do think it's, I've heard this, we should talk about it, but yeah. I do think this one intrigues me a lot. Mm. The problem is most of these guys are 29 years old. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, how long of a contract, if you're going to give them a contract, first of all, how much is it going to be? Second of all, how long is it going to be? Yep. That's the important piece. Now, some people say, well, 29 is still young, right? I yes. mean, I wish I was 29, right? <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But but in saying that, um, I, I'm not – like, this is a guy that's like he produces. Like, he is legitimately worth – if you're going to trade Kuzmenko – this is the kind of player you want in return. Yeah. Uh, he's going to produce on our team. And and I like his, uh, if if that's what we're going to do, if we're going to trade a guy who scored 39 points, or 39 goals in the NHL, this is the kind of guy you want in return because you know you're getting something good for him. Great point. And I've said on my on my own show a few times with Kuzmenko, yeah, you. I, I agree with you. You, you don't want to just give away a guy like that because that's kind of the offense, the, a streaky kind of offensive player that you need in the playoffs to get hot. But I'm not convinced of Kuzmenko's defense. I'm looking at uh, Gensel's numbers and in the playoffs, and granted, he's, he had guys like Crosby, Malcolm, Latang playing with them. Yeah, plus one, plus 10, minus three, plus one, minus six, plus one. So overall, a plus in the playoffs. So yeah. I, I don't know a lot about Gensel's defensive profile. I just know the guy can can light up the light up the net or light up the lamp, so to speak. So um, fascinating, fascinating to think about. So all, all those three guys, if you had to rank them, and I'm not saying that you're saying we're going to get these three guys. If you had to rank them in terms of viability and how much you want them, considering what you have to give up, all those things, how would you rank them as, man, this would be my wish list for the Canucks if, if it makes sense? Uh, you're not going to like this, Clay. I wouldn't do any of them. No, that's great. I, this is, I, I'm uh, fine with that. But if I had to rank them, yeah. I would probably go Getzel, uh, Van, Van, what? Vetrano. 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 Yes. Why do I have a problem with that name? Like, but, 
it's Fetrano, a tough name. Fetrano. Yeah. I like it. I love it because it's like so unique. Fetrano. I like him <laughs> second, and of course Greenway third. And I, I don't. I don't think anyone's gonna have Greenway number one on that list. Right. 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 So one other question, and then and then we'll talk about uh, content creation for a second. Um, we just mentioned three forwards, right? Do you think with Juleson and Friedman as kind of number eight? Is that enough for you, Trev, or do you want them to get at least one more guy to be just a tiny bit deeper? I think it's a good question. Yeah. Um, it never hurts to get depth. Yeah. I just don't know. I'm just not convinced that we're going to get someone better than Friedman. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, the depth, like, who are we going to get, honestly? Now, if it's a Tanev, sure. Like, <laughs> that guy's a warrior. We know that. But, again, cost. But... I love what Juleson's doing. Yeah. And, and there are so many people, so many Canucks fans who really are negative about Juleson. I, I'm a big believer in this kid. Mm-hmm. And they're like, he's not an NHLer. This just in, he is. <laughs> in fact, he's playing in the NHL right now. Yeah. He's playing at a high level. He's playing on the penalty kill. He looks good. He's, he's tough. He hits. Like, what else do you want from a third pairing defenseman? Yeah. And yep. and if there's an injury, um, I, d- I don't think you want to give him too many more minutes. But we have so much depth that it's like I don't know if we need a guy. Like, what would Fabro cost us? Like, what yeah. would Tanev cost us? And it's yep. like I so I'm uh, as you can see, I'm very into the camp of like I really like the team we put together. Yeah. If we can uh, um, upgrade it so it's someone who's playing every night who's had some playoff experience. Okay. I'd consider that, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't know, man. You know what else I like about no Juleson? $775,000. Yeah, exactly. So you can spend other money on getting a four or $5 million forward as opposed to a $5 million TANF. So there's, or whatever you make. So it's so fascinating, but yeah, I, I will be, I will be the first to admit that at the start of the season, I was like, we don't need this guy get to dump him yeah. for a seventh rounder, blah, blah, blah. People in my shows, even up until last night, were still saying, what can you get for him? Why uh, Trade him. And we say, why would you trade him? This is exactly what you need in the playoffs. A rough and tough guy who can step in and not complain about if he's not playing every second game kind of thing. Totally. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. Yeah. But I was on the Juleson train way before you. So <laughs> uh, I, I'm just thinking, yeah, I, I think we need to dive into that later on another sure. day. Yeah, but he he has impressed me even more than I, my expectations were for him. Yeah, and it wasn't a, as much as we like Ian Cole. It wasn't a big drop off tonight. It really wasn't. So yeah, okay. One more question before we go to the people, Trev and you and I were kind of joking about this, but one one thing that's cool is we we share our love for a passion for the team, and we share our passion for content creation, and we support each other. But you and I had a, an honest chat when we were getting ready for the show is uh, the whether you call it clickbait or the presumptuous videos or the titles or, or whatever. And you were telling me that it kind of goes hand in hand with with trade videos. And some people gobble that up and they love it and they love creating it. And others say, well, I, I really don't want to speculate because and I, I know the hockey guy for and he's got the biggest channel of us all. He yeah. does not do trade uh, speculation videos because that's his philosophy. So uh Elaborate a little bit more. I'd love to hear what, what you have to say about this. Yeah. So funny story. I I read a 
on Twitter, you know, sometimes you get some really good trade rumors or trade ideas. I shouldn't even say rumors. They're just ideas that fans will make. And sometimes they're just like really cool. And you're like, yeah, I never thought of that. Right. And, and I like to think about that. We all do. We all love the trading aspect of hockey. It, it, I mean, trade deadline day is one of the best days in all of hockey. So I'm all in on that. <laughs> but I'm, I have a hard time with the clickbait. The, now, so, so I saw this outlandish um, trade offer, and it was for Bedard. And we were giving up JT Miller, which a lot of people at that time was saying they wanted to trade DAT. I was not one of those people. So I just for fun made a video on it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Clay, it's my highest producing video to this day. (laughs) And so many people were angry, like this would never happen. I'm like, I literally said in the video, this is never going to happen. I just thought it was interesting. What do you guys think? I just made it for fun. And so I think as a content creator, it's really hard not to fall into the temptation of views of of that. Like, I don't want to be the guy who's who's doing trade rumors that are so unrealistic and so outlandish. I did that one for fun, but I want to be realistic in my in my mm-hmm. content. Yep. I would rather I think that's what Canucks fans really want. Right. Do they want just like someone who's just making things up and then and then basically what happens is when that happens you get labeled as the guy who is outlandish Mm. and then i think people stop watching you or people just like it's almost like they have itching ears they need they're like what's going on i like to know like what's realistic that's why even the three guys we talked about tonight i'm like okay are these realistic let's talk about that I'm, i'm okay with talking about rumor i actually think they're not even like it I don't know. I know that Drance has way more in than me. I am not a insider, <laughs> right? But I, I'm telling you right now, I think I think I really appreciate people that say, here's here's a realistic trade-off or let's talk about it instead of trying to get clickbait. Yeah. Now I don't know how to maybe I'm not growing my channel. Maybe I should be doing that. I just I have something inside of me that says passionate but realistic and honest. You know, so I can't, I just can't do it. What about you, Clay? Yeah, so uh, interesting, really interesting topic to unpack because um, I I hear where you're coming from. I also know uh, local content creators who, whether it's clickbait or, or they're not afraid to, to put those type of videos out there. And I also know people across the country who I, I've collabed with before who do very similar things. And um, much like uh, I wouldn't judge and nor would you judge my intention or your intention, I guess I can't really judge their intention. And if that's what they derive joy out of and, and it's well-researched and if it's presented well, it's okay. I, I, and I think sometimes the onus is on the, the viewer as well to say, okay, um, uh, this makes sense to me or this doesn't make sense to me and here's why. But I, I think I've, I go in waves, to be honest with you, Trev. Sometimes I'm like, well, I, I maybe, I don't know for sure, but I think I would grow faster if I did this type of video. But um, there's also part of me that says, not that I'm selling my soul or that's a matter of integrity. It's just, I have no interest in making that kind of video. And if it's at the sacrifice of, of some views, some subscribers, some some revenue, what, whatever. So um, I, I agree with you what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I agree with most of what you're saying. I also don't judge, nor nor do you, I know. We, we're not judging other content creators. It's just the path that we want to forge. And I, I know other content creators that they don't do as much talking head as say you and me and Parker and others do. It's all highlight compilation. And it's, it's them putting their commentary over highlight compilation. You don't even see their face. 
and their channels are doing really well because they're they they're they're good storytellers. They're good. So everyone has a different MO, I guess, and everyone has a different dream, a full time, part time hobby, a couple bucks here and there, community, whatever your priority is. That's awesome. I I just know that there's a lot of space for Canucks content creators, but I've I have experienced the tension that you have you have articulated just now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like. I, I, of course you want your, you want your YouTube channel or your social media to grow, but at the end of the day, I don't know if that's my only goal. I I actually just really like connecting with the community. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's like the Canuck fan base is, is so faithful. That is probably the thing that shocked me about making content was I I felt like the fandom was going to be huge and the ups and downs are going to be larger now we always every fan base has toxic people in it and and biased people and and middle of the round people and realistic people i get it but yeah. i was i've been blown away at how awesome our fan base has been yeah and um that's been and, and maybe i want to keep it so that when i make content like i love making content and i love it when people love our content yeah you know what I mean? Like when I, I'm like, oh, Canuck Clay has a new video out. I'm watching it. Right, right, I right. Because I know you do quality stuff. I know that you're doing that. And I'm always in your streams. I'm jumping in there saying hi. And that's the kind of person I want to be as well as someone that that you you want to click on. And you're like, okay, this guy's not going to be crazy. I mean, sure. he might be, I mean, I'm passionate. Some people tell me to slow down. They're like, <laughs> hey, why don't you tell us how you really feel, right? I'm like, I know, I know. I'm really passionate. I get it. Well, I like how you came in on fire at the start of this show. So thank you for sharing your heart, Trev. I appreciate it. That's what I appreciate about you. And I, that's why we are friends outside of this, even this Canucks content creation world. Let's do this for the last five to 10 minutes. I'm going to throw it to all of you. We have over a hundred people in here, which is awesome. Nice. Thank you. Uh, I, I like to think it's for us, but I think it's because the Canucks are playing so darn well. But <laughs> we have a wonderful opportunity to pick the brain of Kempner Canucks for the next five to 10 minutes. So throw your questions in the chat right now and i will throw them to trevor so trev first one is this from fangirl what would you prioritize okay so make this answer quick if you don't mind just because it's not a priority but i want to honor fangirl what would you prioritize in the off season for the canucks a top six forward or right hand d it's a good question actually that's a good good question by the way side note fangirl has some of the best questions in all of Vancouver. <laughs> I have always been impressed with her stuff. She's really thought through on her questions. Yep. I love answering her questions. Um, well, I think we have some, we have players in both of those circumstances that we have in our system already mm. that I do believe like maybe Vlander is going to be, getting a shot to be on this team as a right-handed defenseman. Maybe Elias Pettersson is going not 2.0. I, I don't even know what we're going to, how we're going to, is EPO2 as someone had it. I, I really like that one, right? <laughs> um, maybe he's going to be the guy. So should we be going after free agents? Should we be going after a forward? I think, you know, Lecker Mackey. Yep. He looks like he's ready. I mean, what about Baines? Yep. In Abbotsford, like we might have all the solutions in our system already. Yeah, I'm very interested to see even Pod Colson for that yes. matter. Yes, you know, like these are guys that I'm like last year. There, you know, uh, Holglander was down in Abbotsford. Yeah. Look at what he's doing now. So, um, it all depends on who's available. Like a lot of people say, the the free agent market right now is really incredible, but 
I think a lot of those guys are going to get re-signed by their teams. Okay. No, that's fair. And uh, sign your own guys is a little cheaper too. So, by, by the way, someone's asking the score. The score is 5-2 for Vancouver tonight. I'm going to combine two questions into one because they asked the same sort of thing. So, Lee says, are the Canucks all in this year? And Last Resort says, are the Canucks legitimate cup contenders? Have they proven it to you all? So, um, yeah, your answer could be the same for both, but are they legitimate cup contenders in your eyes, Trevor? And if so, should or should they not go, quote, all in? I know we kind of touched on it already. Yeah. So I I don't think they're all in. Mm-hmm. But what I'm shocked is, is that we're contenders. Right. Like, I thought we were a playoff team, that we were going to be that wild card. They have exceeded our expectations by a lot. So I think it's interesting the dynamics changing is like, we're actually really good. And maybe if we do get a rental that this is going to help us because we're no longer okay with just making the playoffs. Mm. We want to win rounds. Yep. And once you start winning rounds, then you got to start thinking cup. Right. Right. Got to right. start thinking cup. So I don't know if they're all in. Cause I, what I mean, when I think of all in, tell me if I'm wrong, Clay, yep. that means that we're going to trade a first round pick for something. I agree with you. I agree with you. It means yeah, you do so- everything in your power to win this season and this season only. Yeah. 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 Good. Good. I got another good question. Um, where did it, where did it go? Uh, here, uh, talk to me. We 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 actually didn't touch on it. I love your thoughts on how long do you keep this lot of line together? If they keep scoring, keep them together, and then break them up before the playoffs. And you know you have that in your back pocket. Do you kind of don't get too uh, all in with them right now because it might suffer the rest of the lineup a little bit? What what's your thoughts on them? Well, what I, I what I love is that this is a real question because. <laughs> Okay, so basically, who's got the better line, Edmonton or Vancouver? Mm, It's a conversation now. It's a conversation, right? If they put Nugent Hawkins with McDavid and Dreisaitl, and you put together Pedersen and Brock and JT Miller, everyone's going to pick the Oilers, right? Yeah. But I don't. Th- I, they're proving right now that we're we're the best line in the league. Now the reason why I like this, and this is barring injury, right? Of course, because you have Suter playing on that next line. You've got Bluger who's playing incredible, and then Amon is fine on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with him there. Um, I, as long as the center depth continues, yeah. I think you keep that line together because. Yeah. You know, nine goals in how many games here? Like three games? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, you can't stop that. And I know that it's hard to sustain. Yeah. But I, I'm i believing in this line, and it's because because we have guys like Suter and, and Luger. And Justin Credible, one of our favorite subscribers, says, Love Mc- that guy. Yeah, McKinnon, Ranton, and, and Nichushkin would like to have a word. They, they want to be nominated in that best line com, uh, conversation. Yeah, no, and that's that's true. I just yep. know that our fan base loves to talk about Edmonton for some reason. Of course, of course. And final one for you, Trev. Um, the, one thing that the Canucks hasn't gone well for the Canucks recently is their power play, actually. Because sometimes they don't even get a chance yes. or they get one chance. Tonight, they went 0 for 4. Uh, too much talent, not they can score on buckets in, in regular regular strength. Are you concerned about the power play? And if so, how would you fix it? I am very concerned about the power play, actually. Yeah. That does concern me a lot. Um, but then we're scoring five on five. So if you score on the power play, everyone's like, well, they only score on the power play. <laughs> and then you score five on five and you're on there. Well, they don't score on the power Like, are you kidding me? Like, there's no way winning here. 
Um, but I am concerned. I think we're a little bit uh, predictable at this stage. Yeah. I, I do. I'm still in shock that we're not passing it to the right hand side and Pedersen's just lining up and teeing off. Yeah. He stopped doing that this year. So I think he needs to continue to do that. Not every play. Yeah. But I do like it when Miller gets it at the top and skates down to the left and gets a shot off. I love sure. that creativity. I felt like tonight with Brock, when he got into the middle, he was way too far and he's and now he's shooting and it was too weak. He has to be closer. <laughs> he has to be closer to get that goal in. But yeah. I feel like they're starting to change and I feel like a bunch of playoff or playoff power play goals are coming. I do like how we're switching it up. We're not as predictable as we were. I think it's sure. improving. Well, I have a theory. I say you put Hronik out there instead of Kuzmenko. You rush yes. all four guys to the crease. One drop pass. Let Hronik injure whatever Ford is trying to block the shot. <laughs> now now you're on a five on three. And then you're going to score. So that's my that's my strategy. Well, it worked tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, Trev, this has been awesome. I, I want to get you on again before the end of the season. So what? let's do this. Let's do, uh, I'll throw to you, let you tell everyone one more time where to find you. Yeah. I'll wrap up the show and then we'll go from there. So once again, uh, Rev Trev, where can everyone find your good work? Yeah, well, first of all, hit the like and subscribe for SDPN, okay? <laughs> for allowing us to do this. Please do hit that. It, they, you know, it does help. Um, and Hit like and subscribe, Clay. Canuck Clay does oh. great content, but my content is Kempner Canucks on Facebook, Twitter, or X, uh, YouTube, and of course now on Instagram. Awesome! So this is Rev Trev, but his handle is Kempner Canucks. So make sure right. you check him out. On your way out, hit the subscribe button, SDPN, like the video, and then uh, as I'm trying to rack my brain, I'm trying to figure out who is doing our next show for us. The Canucks will set up the next game. They play in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. On Thursday four night. Four o'clock, I believe. Four o'clock start. So the same as yesterday. The Canucks are now three and one on this road trip after losing that stinker in St. Louis. But now they are back on track. And I'm just looking right now. You will have running Thursday show. It is Sam Chang. So join Sam. Nice. Yeah, on the next game over show after the Canucks versus the Penguins. But until next time, that's Rev Trev. I am Knut Clay. Thank you for being here. Keep on cheering on this team. Again, uh, reaching heights not met since 12 seasons ago, 13 seasons ago, the 2010-2011 team. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, take care of yourselves, and take care of each other. And Trev, give him one big one. One thing that we're always cheering on, the boys. Trev, give it to him. Yeah, it's like, let's go, Canucks! Let's go! Go, Canucks, go! Perfect. Take care, everyone, and good night.